Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. With cold and snow bringing a little reminder that, yes, we can have winter in North Dakota, it's also bringing more anglers out. Several small lakes across the state are seeing some cautious walk-on activity. Devil's Lake itself was still open on the main lake yet, but the bays are icing over. Just remember to test ice steps when venturing out. Look for some small walleye, including from the northern feeder lakes on Lake on Devil's Lake. You know, look places like Lake Alice and Lake Irving. The big water of Lake Sakakawea is still just that, water. But its bays are icing over, along with the upper end. Anglers will want to give those bays some more time to ice over, though, a little bit thicker, especially in areas where there could be springs. Lake Audubon's back bays are seeing some walk-on activity, but that lake, too, is notorious for its springs. The Missouri River tail race remains slow for angler numbers, and Garrison Dam releases remain well below normal. Waterfall have largely moved out of the state, but some Canada geese remain on the open water of Lake Sakakawea and the Missouri River. As Sakakawea's bays ice over, though, the birds will likely move to the river or out completely rather than stay on the big water. The snow cover isn't quite as much as what some areas of eastern North Dakota received, and the birds could still feed in fields earlier in the week. The snow, wind, and colder temperatures definitely move pheasants into heavier cover, but there are still fair numbers in, in many areas. Just remember to keep your four-legged hunting companion hydrated with water, even with snow, and watch so they don't get cuts from ice or thick vegetation. Now, right now, is the time that I need to run down the list. It's a very, very big and important week. Because Sunday, the 12th of December, is my wife and I's anniversary. So happy anniversary, Michelle. Love you. Then on Monday, it's her birthday. So I can't mess that up, can I? I got the anniversary and then the birthday back to Larry Lear in Valley City. Love my dad. And uh, he is is such a huge part of my career outdoors. Absolutely the single most important. The single most important easily, without a doubt. Uh, the biggest question would be number two, probably mom, because she's the one that was packing lunch. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh about that. I love my mom. Um, it's dad's birthday on Tuesday. My nephew Jacob's birthday is coming up on Wednesday. So a very, very big week coming away as we uh, prepare for the Christmas time of year outdoors. So happy anniversary to my wife and I. Um, Happy birthday to my wife. Happy birthday to my dad. Happy birthday to my nephew, Jacob. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, 
and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcasts. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. An old friend of ours uh, that many of our listeners will recognize his name and his voice, uh, Mr. Chip Lear. Chip has recently been named the new executive director of MN Fish, and uh, we wanted to get Chip on to talk to us a little bit more so we can learn more about this organization, as will our listeners. How are you doing, Chip? I'm doing great. Happy post-Thanksgiving to all. Yes. With this organization, and we've had Steve Penaz on talking about this uh, about 18 months ago, and your group has been around for how long? It's been three years, four years? Yeah, we formed in the the fall of 2018. It was a a really interesting way that uh, Men Fish Foundation and Coalition came together. Um, It was a a completely non-related meeting amongst uh, industry stakeholders. So if you can imagine um, a room filled with CEOs and presidents of every fishing company you can think of, from uh, Lund Boats to Alumacraft to Northland to Rapala to Lindy to, uh, I mean, if, if uh, to Clam Corporation, any product that's made in, the Minas- in Minnesota had some sort of representation in this room. It was an impressive, impressive group of people brought together. When I first introduced you a minute ago and I said, your group, I kind of misspoke because this isn't your group. This is really the group of every angler in Minnesota and every future angler in Minnesota, because that's what the group is for. It's all for us that use the resources and anybody, our kids and our grandkids that are going to be using it. And that's what came to be that day that we all got together was it became obvious through some questioning of, you know, why, you know, why can, you know, how do we do this in the state? How do we take care of this issue? You know, everybody's talking about hatchery, hatcheries and talking about boat ramps and talking about regulations on specific bodies of water. And somebody had brought along somebody that's very close to the situation in St. Paul. And they're the ones that, that stood up and brought up the fact that, but you know, the only reason this stuff isn't happening is that there's nobody standing up for the anglers where those decisions are getting made. And there was just this incredible hush over the room. The fact that we're you know, raising $241 million in, in taxes for the 43,000 jobs that are, are created by the sport fishing industry in the state of Minnesota. And there's nobody advocating for that group. And they had numbers to prove the fact that of the $241 million that's supposed to be reinvested into the sport of fishing, a lot of it's getting diverted because there's nobody speaking up for it. So we're getting less than 50 cents on the dollar back. So all these monies, you know, why can't all these projects exist? Well, they can all exist. And there's funding for them all. If we just stand up and say, hey, that money's supposed to go back to fishing. So Chip, is that where the MinFish uh, organization is going to fill that void and be the voice of the angler in Minnesota to represent them uh, with the legislature, with DNR and all, and all those uh, agencies? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're poising ourselves here, you know, is really a, a visionary leadership group advocating in the best uh, interest of anglers and the industry stakeholders anywhere inside 
the sport of fishing. So we're looking, you know, not only are we looking to protect the resource and take care of our resources, but we're also making sure that all the decisions being made are made in the best interest of fishing and anglers and sport and tradition and giving an opportunity for all of us to pass this wonderful sport that we've grown up and learned to love uh, that we can pass it on to generations after us. You know, Jeff, and you guys have been working on this since since that day, since you guys first met and, and decided that you needed to start this group. And it sounds like you really want to really get it pushed out to the masses now and get more people involved. Is is that what your goal is right now for 2020 is to get as many Minnesota anglers involved or at least knowing about it for 2022? Well, we, yeah, we just want to get everybody to be aware of men fish and what we're doing. The industry stakeholders are footing the bill. All the companies, I mean, if you can imagine competitive tackle companies, I mean, think about ice fishing tackle, right? Where we're at right now, Clam Corporation, VMC, Northland Fishing Tackle, uh, JB Lures, all these companies that compete on the retail level are sitting at the same table, united, representing your voice in St. Paul. And all they want you to do is go to min-fish.com and register your email so you can have your voice heard. It's a simple message. We just need everybody to get there, get signed up, and join the rally cry. Because these companies want to make sure that we've got ample opportunity for everybody to fish long term. It's in their best interest, obviously, business-wise. And at the same time, it's in our best interest because it, it helps us ensure that we've got a tradition moving forward for future generations. Chip, so listening to Gone Outdoors this morning, we've got folks in Minnesota. Obviously, we've got a lot of people in Minnesota, but we also have people on border communities and border states, uh, North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa, Manitoba. Is this organization for the residents of Minnesota, or is it for any user who is invested in the resources and the waters of Minnesota? Because of what where tourism ranks in the state of Minnesota, or I should say where, where fishing ranks in terms of tourism in the state of Minnesota and as high uh, as it is. We're number three, I believe, in total dollars spent compared to any other state. There's only two uh, two states that spend more, Texas and Florida, in the sport of fishing. So it's for everyone. If you fish in Minnesota, if you buy a fishing license in Minnesota, you have vested interest in what happens in the state of Minnesota when it comes to fishing regulations. We want you aboard and, and aware of what is going on and this is on behalf of all the manufacturers inside the state and the retailers that are supporting men fish to make it happen i'm a member and it is so easy i mean it, it literally is so easy all you gotta do is go sign up i believe it is a you get a two-year charter membership right off the bat all you gotta do is sign up with your email and and then you start getting these updates and you get to find out what's going on and if there's in, if there's anything else that you need to do, that you guys will let us know. Yeah, I mean, it's really about just getting registered. There is memberships available, and because these things don't, you know, they're not free. So if you wanna you wanna sign up, you can get a, a founding membership for like thirty five dollars. It gets you a little bit more perk and, and, and stake in in the game. But the, ultimately, we really need people just to register, just to register to have your voice heard. Sign up. Um, it's a wonderful opportunity and you're going to keep abreast of everything that's going on. You got to remember this next year in Minnesota, it's a bonding year. It's a huge, huge year for anglers. Everything got tabled last year. So public boat ramps and, uh, accesses, for example, that's coming up. Minnesota hasn't 
spent money. The state of Minnesota hasn't really spent money on boat ramps for almost 15 years. We've got 1,500 public accesses. I think we're seeking somewhere in the neighborhood of around $15 million to get that done. And we need we need as many voices behind to protect that going going forward. And the same goes with the fish hatchery system. I think, it, I mean, these fish hatcheries, which we just went on a tour with the Minnesota DNR the other day, back in early August, you can call that the other day, but that was, the, uh, these things are in shambles and, and need money desperately. So, and the DNR wants to do these projects. They, I mean, they're, they're behind them 110%, but we need the anglers to support the DNR to get the legislator, to give them the funds to get it done. And they're looking at over $30 million to get those projects done. So, Chip, throw out the website again so people can go on and, and sign up. I mean, if, if you're listening right now, pull out your cell phone, pull out your computer, and then just go on and sign up. Where do they go? Go to min-fish.com, and uh, it will all pop up there. In fact, one of the first things that will pop up, we are giving you know anglers like incentives, so we got a few incentives to give away right now, just to get you there and registered. We're giving away all expense paid trip to Lake of the Woods, so you can get a chance to go ice fishing. We've got a dream ice fishing trip for anybody that registers, and we also have a dream ice gear package going on this winter, so you can register to win yourself a clam fish house, some Northland fishing tackle. Strike Master Ice Augers, all that we're giving away just for registering and having your voice heard. So we're there. The industry is there for you, the angler. We want everybody to jump on board. If you care about the future of the sport of fishing in Minnesota, this is something that we all need to do. Thank you very much, Chip, for coming on. This is Chip Lear of MN Fish. We appreciate your time. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great day. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.